What did you guys eat for breakfast? Uh, yogurt. Bread. <laughs> <think. bread>. Yeah. <laughs> some bread. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was so we need to talk. Keep talking. Already. Yogurt with muesli. <laughs> what flavor? Uh, uh, forest fruits. Oh, that's a good one. That's the flavor of the yogurt, not the muesli. Okay. The yogurt nut. <laughs> yogurt nut. Welcome to episode 64 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company in Fort Worth, Texas. Offering screen printing, embroidery, and a host of other promotional products. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn more. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, and I would be extremely grateful if you would, I have added a page on musiconyourownterms.com to allow you to do just that. I'm especially excited because Celestian Speakers have launched their own affiliate program where they supply me with a unique link and if you buy something from their site, I get a percentage of the sale. And it costs you nothing. Specifically, I'm stoked about this because I've been using Celestian speakers for decades, and now they have made a huge library of IRs, or impulse response files, of their speakers. If you don't know what an IR is, it's a direct recording of an amp, speaker, and mic combo that allows you to record your guitar or bass direct, and have a ton of speakers cabs and mics including their positioning at your fingertips without needing to have all those speakers in your recording space all you have to do is use an ir plugin and load them in so head over to musiconyourownterms.com and go to the support the podcast page click the link and check out their library and try them in your daw today I recently stumbled upon a cover video of a song by the amazing Australian band Toehider. Being floored by the musicianship of the guys playing the cover, I had to check their band out and was immediately hooked on their sound. Isbjörg are a piano-driven prog band based in Aarhus, Denmark, and the more I listen to their music, the more I feel I'm going to become a superfan. The guys discuss the history of the band, how they write, and talk about some innovative ways in which they have gained fans and won a spot playing a major Danish festival. We also hear about the culture of Denmark's live scene, how they overcame losing pivotal members of the band, and what the future holds once the COVID situation is over. After speaking about Elijah McLean last episode, it seems as though there has been some movement on the case as the FBI have confirmed an investigation into the murder, but my question is why has it taken a year? There has also been additional disgusting behavior around this tragic death, as three police officers have been fired for taking photos reenacting a chokehold used on him near his memorial. Another thing that's concerning is that at the vigil held for Elijah where people played violins, they were attacked by militarized police once again using pepper spray. I'll reiterate what I said before. Keep posting on social media, tag, call, and email local, state, and federal officials that are connected with all unjust murders. Demand change. Demand true equal rights for everyone. Early voting for Texas primary runoffs is being held now. Register to vote. Encourage others to vote. Give people a ride to the polls if you can, and go vote. Please check in with your friends, neighbors, and anyone else in your life that might be vulnerable, whether that's due to the pandemic, mental health, or the color of their skin. Right now, we need to make sure we are practicing due diligence to keep our communities safe, be our own advocates, and not leave things to the services our tax dollars are supposed to be paying for. 
The system needs an overhaul, and if we aren't keeping the pressure on, it won't change. Keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I'm joined from Denmark, uh, the band Isbjörg. Is that how you pronounce it? That's, yeah, that's fine. Uh, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, just to start us off, who have we got um, on the call, and uh, what do you do in the band? My name is uh, Dean Skarsen, and I play... Uh, the guitars. <laughs> the guitars. The, the guitars. guitars. Both of them. I play the other one, dude. <laughs> yeah, I play guitar. And uh, my name is Frederick Ulevia, and I'm the drummer of the band. Yeah. Yes, and I'm Lesser Kids. I'm the other guitarist. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So whereabouts are you talking to me from? Aarhus, Denmark. Uh... It's like yeah. the second okay. biggest city in Denmark. Yeah, it's, like yeah. A, yeah. it's where we live. It's, yeah. <laughs> the city in Denmark that isn't that... Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's that little, uh, well, I wouldn't say, that's that um, chunk of land that's kind of a little separated from the, the main yeah, exactly. part of uh, Denmark. The okay. big chunk of land that's not an island, that's Jutland. Yeah. And then there's a city okay. called Aarhus. You should come by. It's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to tour. Um, you know, uh, that area definitely. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so I met you. Well, haven't met you, but I um discovered you just recently because you guys uh, had um released a Toe Hider cover video, and I'm a big fan of Toe Hider, and I'm like, I checked you guys out because I uh, really love the musicianship and everything. Um, mm. thanks. So, I mean, before we get into that, could you d- just give me a, a rundown of like how the band got started and uh, what you guys are about? Yeah. Well, we started the band about five years ago, initially as a Agent Fresco cover band, I think, uh, with our old singer and our pianist. If you know Agent Fresco, Icelandic band, we uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we wanted to uh, to play some of their songs and. Yeah, kind of got inspired by their songs and started writing our own in yeah, that piano-driven progressive rock style. And then we needed some guitarists because we didn't have any. <laughs> and then we, uh, we got these two guys. Uh, and we're all from the same uh, high school initially. So oh, cool. we were friends way back from before the band even started. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's since been some lineup changes, but still remain yeah best friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome yeah. so is this uh i mean uh frederick i know you, you you're also a studio engineer you own your is it your own studio you own and you run that yeah i have uh, a home studio only but uh yeah i oh. do uh, run run uh, some uh, some business from my home studio <laughs> it's where we are right now <laughs> yeah we're sitting nice. in it right now in his room <laughs> Awesome. So is this, would you, and I noticed a few of you got different bands you're in. Um, is this the main band for everyone or is it like, you know, there's a couple of main bands and you just kind of do what you need to at, at one time or. Yeah, this is, this, to, to me, I have three bands, but this is the, the main one that I'm focusing in, because, <laughs> focusing on because I have, uh, uh, I, I write most of the, uh, a lot of our music mm. and uh, okay. I don't really do that in uh, some of my other bands I'm just the drummer in those and okay. as you can see that's the lead singer of my, one of my other bands over here so I have to be careful he's <laughs> lying on the couch back there <laughs> that's awesome um, that's great uh, so it's the same 
I play in the other band uh, Fred also plays in. Uh, and But I think Ishberg is the, the oldest band and the, the thing that's like, it's the reason why we started the other bands, you could say. And, uh, <laughs> so I think uh, Ishberg is the main band and then from there, some other things have like spiraled out and uh, and started happening. So, but Ishberg is the main thing. It's the one we take most seriously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Um, I mean, you, you, to me, you've got a lot of, uh, you know, great influences. You can like pinpoint, oh, that sounds like this, that sounds like this. But for people who haven't heard your stuff yet, like what, w how would you describe your band? Oh yeah, we've been through this a lot of times, like different, yep. uh, you know. That old chestnut. That old chestnut, yeah. I don't know. Originally, we 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 kind of label ourselves as piano proc. Okay. <laughs> and we've yeah, we have been really, we are still really into Agent Fresco and those kind of bands. So I guess mm. that's like that's like like the original thing it started with was mm -hmm. like that uh, piano driven progressive uh, more like artsy uh, stuff like i even fresco but then we discovered bands like toolider and uh, and um hing and whatever more mm -hmm. dream theater like in influences and we, sure. like i think every time we discover some new band we really like we like try to find out can we do something that's like that or maybe not mm -hmm. like that but get inspired by for sure new influences so our musical is evolving every time we uh, sit down to write because we get new influences influences all the time and we really uh, yeah just yeah and that's then, what i want to say that's cool the newest label is if we played a concert and a, a guy from a, a danish music magazine he was he said like yeah you guys it's i, I got the, the best label for your music it's or was it matt stadium, stadium rock. rock yeah <laughs> <laughs> so now we kind of you know yeah we took that and yeah, now we kind of use that label, but yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, that's it different. Yeah. That's cool. Well. Yeah. I mean, from a business standpoint, obviously this podcast is a lot about business and, um, you know, as musicians, we don't like to label ourselves, you know, that, no. uh, but I think it, it, in the times where you have to fill out your Spotify, um, you know, descriptions and you've got things like Alexa and Google home that you have to kind of. Uh, start thinking about what your your niche is um, because you want to you know get the fans that are listening to other bands and the only way the algorithms work is by adding those kind of descriptors so i think it's you know it it, it is important to kind of think about your niche i think um so yeah definitely. um the other th the, the other thing that i i heard i forget which song it was but the vocal line um it reminded me a lot of uh uh, Tracy Chapman, the the way that her um, vocal lines are, are constructed, um, and I don't know, like it, you know, for for a native English speaker, our inflections are one way, and then for a um, you know a, a other other areas of the world where English may not be that you know native language, yeah. you definitely get more interesting inflections in in vocals and and pronunciations and stuff like that, which I find really interesting. Um, you know, I, I love mm. to go, go and see other bands. Like I checked out, uh, so I'm probably going to butcher the name, but situation 
Formalese, your your punk band. Yeah. And I really I really like listening to. Oh, it was. So I really like listening to other bands, um, you know, in different languages because of the 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 way the languages are constructed. Mm. Um, yeah. So I mean, would you say Tracy Chapman is a uh, uh, an influence, or is that just something I picked up? <laughs> And it wasn't, it was just how it was written. I, I forget which song it was. Um, it was one of the less guitar-driven ones, I think. Mm. But I, I'll have to re-listen to, to see which one it was. Uh, well, we haven't really talked about Tracy Chapman, I no. think. As, uh, yeah, no. So, not, uh, not okay. on purpose. Not, not, not on purpose, but, on purpose. but yeah, sub subconsciously. Interesting. But our lead singer isn't here, so maybe, I don't know. He hasn't said anything about it, but I, I think a lot of us okay. know of Tracy Chapman and like her songs and stuff mm. like that. But I don't think it's like a direct influence. But I don't right. know what's going I mean, on it's, inside. Mm. It, it's not something that you would really uh, associate with prog bands. No. So, but okay. Um, so can you can you uh, tell thanks. tell me how you got? Huh? But thanks. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I mean, it was just a. We take it as a yeah. compliment. It, it, it's really easy to kind of say, oh, you know, that sounds like a dream theater riff or that sounds like this and that. Yeah. But yeah. when when it pops up unexpectedly, it's kind of it, it's nice and uh, refreshing. Mm -hmm. um, but how did how did you guys get into music in the first place and, and started playing? Like, was there any specific band or music that that like started you on the journey of like, oh, crap, I need to do that? Uh, for me, it's uh, a little game called Guitar Hero 3 uh, <laughs> that started that uh, uh, business for me for, uh, because it's, it, uh, it's, but it's through that game that I like, discovered all the awesome <laughs> metal rock riffs and started a mm -hmm. deep uh, love for Slayer and that just spiraled into me wanting to be Kerry King. Uh, okay. But yeah, because of Guitar Hero 3, I bought my first guitar and... Uh, I have slowly learned how not to suck. <laughs> yeah. Based on your toe height video, I say that's not true. <laughs> thanks, thanks. No Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to clarify something real quick. This comment kind of made me sound like a dick. Due to the audio quality of the live call, which is why I have guests record their audio so you, the audience, are getting the best sound possible, sometimes I misinterpret what has been said. In this case, I thought Dina's said he sucked at guitar, and I was trying to articulate that he most definitely does not suck. I think he knew what I meant, but I just wanted to be clear on that. Anyway, back to the interview. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know about me, actually, <laughs> how I got into playing drums. Uh, I know I was 10 years old. I think I just uh, hit a lot of stuff <laughs> at, at my parents' house, and they uh, got some pans for me, and I, uh, I had a... a I think I had a lamp in my room that I used as a hi-hat and uh, some pots and pans and like that. And my mom just signed me up for drum lessons because she, yeah, thought I should do it somewhere else. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then I got hooked and then, uh, yeah, I've been drumming ever since. Sweet. So uh, no bands in particular. Oh, Green Day. I have to say Green Day. <laughs> yeah, that was the band. I When I started playing drums... I had to learn a new song every week. And after three months, yep. my teacher said that I couldn't play any more Green Day. <laughs> that was off limits. 
so I had to do something else. So yeah, that might be the band that that uh, started it for me actually. Hmm? Ah. I guess I mostly played rock and blues stuff, but that was through high school. We had another band, and then that kind of died, and then. When these guys called and said, "Do you want to play in uh, this new band thing?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so for me, I think as a guitarist, it's been mainly through this band. Actually, I, I mean, I could play before I, <laughs> I joined the band, but mm. it's like it's been a it's been really giving, and uh, I've learned a lot by playing in this band. I think awesome because yeah, he writes so weird guitar parts, and then you have to <laughs> sit all day and uh, practice, and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> do you, so, so do you actually play uh, any other instruments collectively, or are these your main? Like, how how do you go about writing guitar parts as a drummer? Well, uh, MIDI on on my computer or on the piano. Okay. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I've been writing music on the computer since I got a computer as a as a kid. Mm. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So we're just translating some uh, computer songs into. A, real songs yeah. and then we figure out no that's not playable that's not yeah. you can't do this <laughs> and yeah. then we figure out how to play something else yeah. <laughs> that's basically how it works yeah i can't play guitar and you should see the all. taps for uh, sometimes because he makes he makes it all in midi and yeah i i think that can, you know can, gives you some interesting parts i think as a musician if you're you're too um inside the box and you and you 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 get in a rut you know it's really mm. difficult to come up with something new but as a you know, if if I tried to write a drum part, I mean, it would be pretty crappy. But as a <laughs> like as a drummer, you know, maybe the fact that you don't play is actually a good thing because then you come up with these interesting ideas that you know someone mm. who's who plays all the time doesn't think about. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so too. But it might not be better. <laughs> but it's different. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it's different. Yeah. So how, how do you how do you go from Green Day to to Prague? Uh, yeah, how did I do that? I think we all went, uh, especially our, uh, us two, me and uh, Fred, we went through uh, like middle phase and mm. like where it's just uh, the hardest uh, metal core, death core, whatever shit. And that just slowly like went away <laughs> and we like enjoyed the more technical aspects. I think it was, for me, especially yeah. that was happened, it's like I started enjoying like. Uh, instead of just being as fast and loud as it could be, I like like people actually caring about <laughs> what they were writing and like mm. started to enjoy the more technical aspects of music and that just normally led to proc as a sh genre because there's nobody who cares as much about what they play as proc musicians. Right, say. no, exactly. So I think that's for me uh, how it uh, like translated from metal to, yeah. to uh, proc. Same thing for me, actually. Um, so, yeah. mm. Good answer. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, I was I was looking on your Facebook page and I saw a couple of uh, pictures of you out in in the streets uh, with a shopping cart with posters and yeah. going around, uh, you know, going around record stores. So, how like is that your um, is that your street team? Like, do you do you find <laughs> a lot of uh, um, do, you, do, do you find that that actually works for raising awareness of the band, like going out and announcing that you're going to be on the streets and pe do people actually, uh, you know, discover you that way? 
Yeah, honestly, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's worked surprisingly well. Uh, that's why we've been doing it a couple of times. When we released the the album last year, that's what we did because we don't have a lot of money for. Uh, we used all of our money on you know merch and the fly, uh, you know posters and all that stuff. Oh, you went away. Uh, that's the computer. I'm still here. Oh, it's just the computer. Okay, <laughs> just the black screen. But then, uh, yeah, and we were in a competition to play in a like a major music festival in Denmark, and we had to to get um, votes in an online mm-hmm. voting system or something. So, and we didn't know how to really do that, so we just went around in the uh, streets, streets and the, the nightlife of Aarhus, and just told people if you vote for us we'll give you a poster and that's it worked <laughs> and, we, and we just wow. kept going until we until we won yeah until we won until yeah. we reached the yeah that's, yeah the, what, what festival the was that it's called the uh, smoke fest like uh, it means a uh, beautiful festival yeah and uh, it's okay. like uh, the second biggest danish music festival yeah, yeah. i'm assuming like ross guild is the first yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. and then smoke fest and then yeah, so that was a pretty big opportunity, mm-hmm. and we're glad we yeah. we won that competition. But yeah, uh, awesome. it was like, I don't know, fifty people. Yeah, not, at the not concert or something like that when we actually played the festival. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's the, okay. Yeah, the that's okay. Band, uh, like started the festival, and I think people just really wanted to set up the tent and drink some beer. Yeah, <laughs> and then we were trying to play loud rock music, whatever. But yeah, you know, I, the, you know you, you never know. One of those fifty people may become a super fan, and and mm. you know exactly, exactly. It, it spirals out from there. So that's great. Um, <clears throat> so what have you what have you been doing? Uh, you know, in the in the shutdown, have has this hindered or uh, helped you in in any way? Well, we had a couple of gigs that got cancelled or yeah. postponed at mm. least. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's, uh, that's a bummer, but I think. They were all postponed, right? Not cancelled. All postponed. All postponed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's okay. And then we got. Uh, we haven't rehearsed that much, but we have uh, been writing some new material for our second album. Uh, so we've been. Uh, we've been doing stuff. Yeah, we have been uh, doing stuff. <laughs> it hasn't, it, like, we we weren't shut down as Isberg. As things still happen, we made a music video and like a, a playthrough video whatever on uh, yeah on dimmy and uh, we have been writing and we have been like trying to contact uh, the uh, what's that called uh place with venues, uh, uh, venues. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, trying to contact venues but it's still not they are still not ready to like uh, right to oh, yeah. uh, book anyone yet uh, but like we're trying to get the post out of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, this whole lockdown shutdown stuff. Definitely. So mm. is that is that why you decided to do a cover video with Toe Hider? Uh, me and kind of just yeah, me and Fred has uh, like been speaking a lot about wanting to do cover videos because we like a lot of the same bands and especially mm. like Toe Hider. We really uh, like uh, like his musicianship, the way mm. he writes, the way he plays, and. Uh, we're speaking about it for such a long time and then finally we were like we have the time we are not going anywhere yeah. let's just right. do it <laughs> let's just yeah. yeah yeah it's taken like three weeks to make that cover or something like that yeah 
uh, it was a lot harder than we thought. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fast. If you listen to our music, it, it's not that fast. <laughs> right. So uh, when I had to play that so high the song, I had to just practice my speed for like a month or something like that before I could. Uh, wow. I could. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So after he shared it, did you uh, see a big um, boost in in the people discovering the band? Yeah, 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 a couple likes. Uh, it wasn't like a hundred thousand new fans, but uh, <laughs> uh, there definitely were. We saw an intake in like uh, American fans. Funnily enough, uh, mm. uh, I would have thought that we would have gotten maybe some Australian dudes, but uh, apparently Toehider has a lot of American uh, fans. So it's like it's oh, not yeah. what we like normally get. Uh, we don't normally get American uh, people who uh, like his music. So that was great. Uh, getting a new uh, what it, uh, mm. fan base stuff. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, mm. I th- I think a lot of people uh, shy away from covers because they want to be all original. But you know, with you, you kind of re- really have to put put aside your uh, um, you know, your viewpoints on on doing covers and all this stuff, and and really look at how the algorithms work. And um, you know, I I think uh, uh, people like. Uh, Oh, who who's the guy that set up um, Patreon? Uh, I think it's Pomplamoose. Um, yeah. They're more electronic, but like their videos get so so many um, hits because they may do a cover and but they're doing a, a timely cover where this big hit comes out and they're doing a cover right after and then they're they're taking advantage of all the search traffic because yeah. people are looking for that video so they'll they'll you know get higher in the search and I think. Uh, you know, if you can get if you can get an artist to share the cover video of their song, then you know that really helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so we we'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do some more covers. How, <laughs> yeah, right. How so? How is Denmark uh, as far as the shutdown and and getting back up and running and the like? How do you see the music scene um, coming out of this? Um, interesting. A lot of people are saying like that the whole music scene is bleeding and uh, everything is dying and uh, it's really <laughs> sad to be honest. But I think it's 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 gonna be. Uh, I hope it's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Like uh, there's the biggest the biggest venues are like uh, funded by the state, so they're probably okay. gonna be fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But like a lot of the smaller venues, uh, a lot of the Places we play uh, might not get as much funding yeah. or mm. help by the government, so it's 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 exciting uh, and I'm maybe not exciting but interesting to see what's gonna happen to like all the all like the small cozy places. Yeah, yeah, we used right. to. Yeah, but uh, basically, basically the, the the shutdown is around. It's, it's not really that uh, hard on Denmark anymore. We're basically basically open again. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, you can't you can, you can meet fifty so be fifty people uh, together, and uh, I think all, most of the venues start to open here the first of July, like the smaller places, and yeah. yeah. So we just hope they will let us back in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Because maybe they will. How? I don't know. Maybe they will focus on you know bigger bands and stuff. So it's pretty exciting whether the. You know, smaller bands like us. Maybe I don't know if, uh, if they w- will be like, oh. And I also think there's gonna be like a, a big influx of, as soon as they open, 
every band's gonna write yeah, yeah. to those venues yeah, and exactly. say, please let us play. Yeah. So I think it's gonna, yeah, gonna, gonna be a tough market to yeah. come into right after be all, all this right. corona shit. Mm. Yeah. And and I think uh, uh, I I don't know how the uh, the general com you know comfort is with people um, in in Europe, but um, you know I personally don't want to go anywhere still because obviously mm. we have a rather shitty situation with uh, how they've uh, you know dealt with the situation, and we're having a massive mm. spike again. Um, yeah. So I don't know how comfortable people feel like going into a room with fifty other people where there's still mm. no. You know, still no, um, you know, cure. There's no, you know, unless you unless they're starting to put, you know, I saw one post about the the bio suit where people can go and, uh, <laughs> you know, go into sure and you know and then and then there's the uh, the the uh, um, disinfectant stations where you walk through this big, you know, circular thing with it just sprays you with disinfectant. Um, you know, I I don't know uh, I don't know you know we we don't know where it's gonna be but I I I do um like the fact that Denmark uh, you know that it sounds sounds pretty healthy for the for the for the uh, the scene to have funding you know it's definitely yeah. something that doesn't mm -hmm. exist over here. No. Um, <laughs> That's how the perks of being a like a socialist right, country. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> everybody helps everybody, so that's yeah. that's pretty yep. nice. <laughs> So do you find there's any, like one, one thing that came up in my last interview with a local band was, uh, you know, th there's some promoters and some uh, venues over here uh, that that are only out for the money. They don't build the scene, um, you know, and it, it, it's really difficult to uh, to be a band because you have to pay to play and, and things like that. Do you, do, you, do you find that they exist over there and do you think that the shutdown will kind of knock some of those out if, if that's the case? I don't really think there is uh, venues like that uh, over here where, where uh, maybe so the, the bigger places wouldn't let us play, uh, for example. But for example, but the smaller places are always I think always really good to like have a diverse uh, music program and lineup and uh, mm. trying to get different stuff. As a, one night you can watch black metal, uh, all night uh, uh, like African uh, drum band or a pop band next it's, it's very very uh, over here yeah. um, which i think is really great uh, i think there's some like some rules about you have to have like the, the, the regional venues as they call it here in denmark they have uh, rules that you know five percent of the shows have to be metal and ten percent have to be jazz or something like that uh. so they have to uh, yeah each year yeah. they're like uh, it's by law they have to di be diverse and yeah, exactly. and and wow. get a lot of uh, different stuff and that really opens up for us because we are in a like like a gray uh, spot uh, when it comes to genres and like this niche so it's really great that they have to book us that definitely helps yeah it does it does so no i, I don't think there's like any uh, like um, uh, just in it for the money venues and who like I don't I never heard of anybody having to pay to play a gig. No, no, no. no. So I think we are very lucky uh, in that. Very regard. lucky. Yep. Yeah. Well, so if you if you get you know to the point where you can come tour the U.S., just be prepared. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's not it's not great. It's, <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some. I mean, to to be fair, there are some great venues, some really supportive uh, scenes over here. 
but mm. just yeah there are some really shitty places so um that's okay i mean it, you know it uh, necessity is the mother of in, inven, yeah. necessity is the mother of invention so you kind of you, you either you know so you believe in what you're doing so much that you just overcome the the adversity anyway mm. Uh, mm. and you just make it work um, but yeah, it's it's really great to hear a, a you know the system that's kind of built on diversity and promoting you know music in general. So the other thing, I mean, we talked about a little bit about your writing process. Um, do you do you typically um, just write the music in MIDI, or do you do you ever get in the room and kind of jam stuff out, or does that come after you've got some like initial ideas in MIDI? I think it's uh, it, it varies. Uh, I think when when. Father like uh, like writes uh, like starts with his own idea. It's basically always just written on a piano and then built out uh, with MIDI around it. Sometimes I write uh, like I come to Father with a, a guitar riff. I think it's nice and say write something <laughs> around that. And uh, <laughs> it's basically a lot of us coming with ideas to Father and then he writes around it. Sometimes I don't think we have really jammed out songs that much because uh, I think our music is too like detailed, specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's too jam. Except for it. like uh, vocal parts. Yeah. Some of the vocal parts are basically just lessons <laughs> with the microphone just saying stuff. Oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that one note was yeah. actually <laughs> kind of. Oh, okay. that was good. Can you do that again? <laughs> no. Oh, that's finding and that's finding in the recording and yeah. <laughs> what it was. Right. So, but also when we get to the rehearsal uh, with this uh, next thing we're doing, we try to take a song, play it, and then we can be like, oh, this needs an extra something right here or some extra. Uh, an extra chorus or whatever so we try to we have something and then we kind of play with that in the rehearsal and then we take it back to the studio right yeah, yeah. Like exactly. <laughs> yeah. so yeah but, on, on, on our last album we sort of just when we've written a song mostly on computer we didn't uh, we, we just practiced that song as if it was done yeah it, that was done yeah. and uh, we started practicing it and then we started recording it but yeah. now we're like it, we don't wait until it's done before we start practicing it. So yeah. we have to mm. get a feel for the song and then write. Yeah, yeah write okay. and continue to write on it afterwards. Uh, yeah, because some of the songs are a, a little. Yeah, they they feel like they were written on a computer when we play it. You can, you can feel that. Wow. It, yeah, yeah, that we okay. haven't jammed. So, yeah, to try to get right. more human into it before it. <laughs> exactly. We want to make human music. Human yes. music, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, who, who writes the lyrics and, and what, what kind of subjects do you write about? Um, I think for the last uh, for the last album, uh, we, ju we had just gotten a new uh, singer just before mm -hmm. we started writing vocals. Yeah. And uh, it's basically uh, our, uh, our singer, Nicholas, who... Uh, who writes most of it and sometimes he comes to us and says i have an idea for like this song what's about but and then uh, me and lesser has helped with like uh, writing just some lines and like like brainstorming getting the uh <coughs> getting the like idea mill churning yeah and, mm -hmm. and um, i think a lot of the songs uh, like vary in, in what they're about they're not really we don't write con uh, concept albums like a uh, rock opera or something like that 
it's very like it's very narrative based a lot of the songs yeah. mm-hmm. uh, right mm-hmm. about stories yeah but they vary in what they are about yeah, some some about, of them yeah. are about it. he got a diabetes <laughs> some time ago, and then it's about that. It's yeah, with it's the struggle with that. Struggle. Yeah. Uh, so I think okay, mostly the songs are like how do you say? I don't want to say unhappy, but like <laughs> how do you say melancholic? Yeah. I would say uh, in different ways. Yeah. And it's not yeah. all it's not all personal stuff. There's some fiction stuff as well. Like he's just okay. made up a story. Uh, for yeah. Stockholm Reverse. Stockholm Reverse mm-hmm. is a very, very, very creepy story. <laughs> yeah. Very not uh, for children. <laughs> yeah, if you so, want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, so, I mean, yeah. could you go into that? What What is that about? Well, it's <laughs> Stockholm Reverse. It's Stockholm Syndrome, but reversed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's just <laughs> stalking. It's, it's, about yeah, stalking. it's about stalking. Guy who stalks some girl and then brings her into a van or something. Yeah. And uh, they have a good time. I don't think no. I don't think it's like uh, very uh, the way he writes. It's not like then this happened, then this happened, then this happens. It's like uh, it's a story told in like metaphors and yeah. uh, told in like more abstract feelings and okay. stuff like that. So it's it's very hard to like pinpoint this story is about this specifically happening in these sequence of sure. events. It's about like it's like about the idea of a stalker trying to uh, like imposing feelings onto a girl or another person and like. Uh, saying that she's wrong because she doesn't uh, don't feel the same feelings like gaslighting yeah gaslighting and okay it's a it's interesting but that's all fiction it's fiction fiction. (laughs) just to be clear (laughs) not from personal experience no (laughs) great yeah um so uh i like to uh go into uh the non-quick fire um question round now um what significant negative experience have you overcome and what did it teach you significant negative experience as a group or (laughs) yeah like personally individually (laughs) as a group about anything you want overcome um i think i think think the the whole thing about our uh, like lead singer leaving uh, our uh, our first lead singer leaving, uh, leaving was a pretty negative experience for a lot of us because he was like one of the guys who started the band and always felt that he was a very big part of the writing and of the what the band was as a whole and him yeah, uh, he was leaving our best friend yeah <laughs> was friend. we're still best friends but uh, him leaving was very very negative uh, in the way that we suddenly had to look at our band and say, how can we fill his place, uh, fill yeah. his role? Uh, do we have to get a new person who do the exact same, or do we, uh, we other guys, have to like try to take some of the responsibility and like some of the aspects of what he brought into the band? And hmm. I, I think that was uh, pretty hard. And we had to take a whole new look at the band and be like, mm-hmm. what, what is, what is this? From now we had the discussion like, do we even continue or, like, what's mm-hmm. Is is this band bigger than just these six dudes who you know originally started playing, and we agreed that it was, and yeah. we yeah. started finding uh, yeah, a new singer and a new bassist. Our bassist left as well. Uh, that kind was, of so, shit month. Of yeah, bassist <laughs> left <laughs> like a month after. So uh, yeah, that was a pretty negative experience. I think we overcome quite well. <laughs> I think yeah. we are yeah, on the awesome. other side of it now. Yeah. 
and like have cool. a new working relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. So what major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow this as a journey, whether that be music or whether that be something else in your life? Mm. Like what, what, what positive things made us want to do Eastberg? Sure, if, yeah, if that's okay. how you want to. Yeah. I mean, even though well, we only play, played for 30 people or something, I think it was a major positive experience to play that festival we just talked about. Mm. But like, we've had a bunch of gigs. We also once won a, like a competition that's a couple of years ago, but that was like a major positive experience for me, at least. Yeah, it yeah, like, yeah, it's like a, a Danish competition is quite well known, and you get to I play. Think, uh, it's international. Oh, it's national. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's international. It's European. I think. It's, ah, it's international. It's national. Okay, whatever. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, we got to play a, a bunch of uh, really cool venues and stuff, yeah. and we almost won the Danish national national part of the. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just it's just the experience playing together with uh, our best friends. Like sharing that live experience just mm. really makes me want to sit through the grueling uh, like recording days and all the mm. writing emails to to the same venue mm. for the fourth time just yeah. to experience like mm -hmm. getting on stage and and rocking out with all yeah. his friends. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, yeah. And I would say I would say that the the release of our album yeah. that was that was a huge experience because. We made it entirely by ourselves. It's completely DIY, yeah. uh, and it was a pain in the ass to record. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was just uh, so huge when we finally released it, and it was just everything we wanted it to be. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, that was huge. It, it sounds it. Oh, sorry, girl. Oh, that it sounds uh, it. It sounds killer. I mean, you you would. Uh, it, it definitely, um, you know, the whole package, the artwork, the the sound of the album, um, it, it feels like, you know, something that, you know, obviously Inside Out is a big, um, you know, releaser of uh, kind of, you know, the, the major prog bands. And, you know, you, it would be easily, um, easy to, to vision it, like, you know, in their catalog quite. It's, it's, it just, it seems like... Um, a very polished, you know, package. Um, so, uh, what Thanks. what do you think? Thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> what what do you think? Um, you know, uh, uh, COVID um, notwithstanding, if if everything you know finally goes goes away, you, what would your um, you know future plans would be? Like, where where do you think would would you go on the road and and tour worldwide with this or? Like, your, we would if we could, but I don't think we can. <laughs> to the US and find all the not crappy venues. No. <laughs> I think I think the dream is to start touring, but uh, that's a lot of dough uh, that's involved in that. Uh, it's pretty expensive, so I think that like our next step for uh, for us is to get a label, to get on a label, and we have uh, like spoken about uh, uh, amongst ourselves and like about especially about uh, inside out because we are such big fans of yeah, that would be every band on their roster that's like right. it's so crazy yeah. um but uh, also like the smaller labels we just really want somebody to work with because we have mm. been doing it diy for so long we really want to like 
get to know people who have the contacts needed to like get bigger because uh, we really feel that uh, the Danish like uh, market isn't ready for like a, such a niche rock uh, band but we oh for sure we think that like uh, Germany and the UK Japan whatever like <laughs> another big country are yeah. ready for something like us because we see like bands like 18 Fresco or or Hagen or like getting as big as they are in those countries. So we really think that's the next step for Ishberg is to uh, yeah. to go that get way. some partners, get some partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, you know Prague is definitely a niche market for sure. And you know, uh, you know any any smaller European um, country is going to have only a small you know amount of people that are going to follow a band. So I think mm-hmm. you know diversing. You know where where you're uh, getting, um, you know, hits is is definitely a smart thing to do. Hmm. Um, awesome. So the final question would be, what does music mean to you? Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is that too easy? <laughs> yeah, that's too easy. <laughs> well, to to me, music is kind of another language of some sort. Because I've had a lot of discussions with Dinas, for example, that I can't express with words what I like and don't like about music. I just, when I hear something like with Dinas comes with with a riff to me and says, oh, isn't this riff awesome? And I, I don't have the words to say, uh, no. yes, it is because, or no, it isn't because something. Mm-hmm. I can only say, Yes, I think it's awesome. Or no, I think it's not awesome. <laughs> that's the only that's the only thing I can, I can say because I, to me, music is just a whole other language that I can't I can't like put, into words. put into put, yeah put that into words. Uh, yeah, so for me, it's it's very uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Language. Abstract, sort of, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, and I have never written any music with like I'm 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 gonna write a music that is going to sound like this, or I feel like this, or I have I'm, I'm gonna write music that expresses that feeling. I have never done that. It's just it just happens. The music I write, it's just something that happens. And when I play music, it's more like the music gives me something i i feel something that the music gives me and not the other way around so when i write a song it's not me projecting my feelings into the song it's just something happens on the piano or on the computer on the drums or something like that and that makes me feel something Uh, awesome so that's that's about music it's something we've talked a lot about actually because sometimes when we (laughs) when frederick has written something we'll be like okay what is the feeling behind this or something and he'll be like i don't know yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah it's some i made this and he'd be like so the whole process of talking about it sometimes it just it leads us nowhere because it's as you say it's another thing uh, it's a yeah. big uh, music writing from us is like a big trial and error uh situation yeah. it's yeah. like trying something and then maybe it wasn't that good then we try something new and just like keep going until everybody is satisfied uh, which is the reason why it takes a hell of a lot, uh, long time to write music in this band. Yeah. Because uh, it's very it has no, uh, democratic uh, experience for the most part. Uh, like, uh, Frederick is always the last 
uh, there's foot that's uh, put down. Uh, if uh, he doesn't like it, fine. Uh, but it, for the most part, for the most part, we're trying to like do it democratically mm. and trying to because we every, everybody in this band we love our band. <laughs> we like the music we make, so yeah. it would be really suck if like one guy just hated one song, for example. Yeah. And yeah. then it's not fun <laughs> for that guy to play that song live. So you try not to make it like yeah. that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So if if people want to check you out and uh, get in contact, how can they find you? My phone number is. Um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, we have a website, isbjork.dk. Spell it out. I S B J O R G dk uh facebook obviously on facebook spotify youtube spotify youtube everywhere everywhere deezer fucking itunes music title check us out yeah in aarhus denmark yeah come by on the streets of aarhus yeah fantastic and for all your um, mixing and mastering needs, go to uglemix.tk. <laughs> go, go ahead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so, at the end of the podcast, I like to play a piece of music. Um, but what what I was going to... Normally, I ask the band. Um, I really like uh, Kurt and Slowly Rise. I think that's... You know, it's a little heavier. Um Yeah. But the, the, the thing I joked about my friend when I shared your uh, Spotify page was it's like the antithesis of Drapery Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt mm. Slow. So oh. um, I don't know if, if you want if you want to play a different song, um, you're more than welcome to. Just play it. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> All right. Anything else you'd like to close out with? Listen to our music and inside out call us <laughs> yeah <laughs> you never and, know uh, thanks for having us yeah, so, yeah thanks, thanks. For having us. thanks oh, you're very, very welcome thanks yeah so it's been a great interview i uh, really really look forward to digging into more of your music and hearing more um when it comes out so yeah really appreciate you taking the time yeah, no problem man. thanks no problem. thank you i really hope you enjoyed this episode make sure you check out my new social media pages because i've set up a dedicated music on your own terms podcast facebook page and instagram page the Facebook page link is still facebook.com forward slash music on your own terms. And going forward, Instagram will be posted on at music on your own terms. Make sure you stay up to date with the podcast, including finding out who I'll be interviewing next by signing up for the mailing list at music on your own There you'll also find show notes for every episode, some pretty cool videos to check out from various guests, and also links to their music and social media if you want to find out more. While you're there, don't forget to take a peek at the store and pick up something for your grandma. And finally, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. And finally, if you're on LinkedIn, check out my LinkedIn page, which you can find at linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash music on your own terms. Keep pushing the needle and please be excellent to each other. I will leave you with Isbjörg and the curtains slowly rise. <laughs>